Elon Musk lays into left-wing media for their role in the Hunter Biden laptop scandal. Well, companies such as Audi are getting blasted by customers over Twitter boycotts, plus the COVID vaccine mandate in the military may be coming to an end. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Elon Musk and Twitter, because now that the so-called Twitter files have been released, we are getting a clear picture of where the media actually stand. Their silence on the subject of Twitter censorship has been deafening, and the bias and failure to report real news brought out a response from Musk himself. On Friday, through reporter Matt Taibbi, Musk released scores of information which show active suppression of conservatives by left-wing Twitter employees. This suppression, of course, included the Hunter Biden laptop story. Recall that in October of 2020, the New York Post did real journalism, put together a real story, and Twitter blocked it from being posted on the platform. It was a story that could change the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. But the story was suppressed. And not only was it suppressed, but the left-wing media outlets went into overdrive trying to discredit the story. This looks like your classic disinformation campaign. Eric O'Neill is a former FBI FBI operative. Steal the information with a cyber attack, get the emails from Hunter Biden's account, and then put them on these laptops that are left at a repair store. And that's how the information is now laundered into the public. Who do you think is behind this? Well, the Russians would be my number one guess, if I had to guess. Of course, that is just one example from CBS News. You can find the same thing from ABC, NBC, PBS, CNN, you name it. Fast forward to this past weekend, and the legacy left-wing networks were virtually silent on the bombshell information regarding Twitter. Many sites had nothing at all. Or, like CNN, there was one story buried down on the homepage, down deep, which attempted to downplay the information released in the Twitter files. Elon Musk did not let this lack of coverage go unnoticed and unleashed on the media over the weekend. The billionaire owner of Tesla and Twitter accused the media of not being truthful and deceiving the American public following an analysis published by former Rolling Stone journalist Matt Taibbi that examined how Twitter executives used the platform to delete and obscure news reports about the president's son in the weeks before the 2020 election. I think those people should be looking in the mirror and wondering why they were deceptive. Why did they deceive the American public, Musk said during a Twitter Spaces chat. Instead of trying to redirect blame to Matt Taibbi, accepting some responsibility themselves to not being truthful to the American public. I'm so glad Musk is going after the media, but the answer to his question is clear. The reason the media deceived the American public over the Hunter Biden laptop story is the same reason they continue to deceive the American public now on a host of issues and why they are failing to cover the stunning information released in the Twitter files. Because journalism has been replaced by activism. So-called journalists at the New York Times, Washington Post, or any of the legacy networks are simply mouthpieces for the left. Elon Musk has promised that more information will be released on bias and censorship and government interference. 
There is no doubt that the 2020 election was interfered with, but the interference didn't come from Russia. It came from right here in America. And unless we do something about it, unless these leftists are held accountable, it will certainly happen again. All right, next let's talk about the fallout from Twitter boycotts. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search out my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, let's talk about the push by left-wing corporate boards to boycott Twitter by pulling advertising from the platform. General Motors and Audi are two automakers who are on the boycott bandwagon, but they seem to forget that left-wing radicals are not the only consumers on the planet. Conservatives buy cars too, and it's just a matter of time before the boycotters realize that, you know, maybe alienating and angering half of your market is not the best business idea. Here's the story. Two major car manufacturers have taken their boycott of Twitter to the next level, but they do not seem to have taken into consideration the feelings of their potential customers. CarBuzz reported that General Motors and Audi, seemingly upset with the recent changes that Elon Musk has made to the website, have decided not only to stop advertising on Twitter, but they have also decided to stop tweeting altogether. They have not deleted their Twitter accounts, however, and are still replying to customer comments. These companies sound a little bit like CBS News, which announced it was going to stop tweeting and monitor Twitter, only to start tweeting two days later. If these companies are so upset, then why are they still on the platform? Of course, by still being on Twitter, GM and Audi get to hear from scores of unhappy customers who are actually not left-wing woke radicals. One Twitter user called Hill Country John wrote on Twitter, Audi, all of your customers are not woke leftists. We will certainly consider this political move the next time we buy a vehicle. Audi itself responded to the user's tweet saying, we regret to hear of your dissatisfaction and invite you to DM us if we can be of assistance. Other users also responded to John's tweet by pointing out that it is bad business for GM and Audi to be alienating millions of customers who may not share their political views and that they will consider this when buying a new car. I say, let the boycotts continue. I think Elon Musk will be okay, and maybe corporate boards will wake up to the fact that their potential customers have a wide range of political views or even no political views. In this case, they just wanna buy a car. All right, next let's talk about the COVID vaccines and what could be the very first victory of a Republican-led House of Representatives. I'm talking about the lifting of the vaccine mandate for members of the military. Without any scientific justification, Joe Biden, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, and others implemented a COVID vaccine mandate that led to thousands of men and women being kicked out of the military for not taking an experimental drug that doesn't prevent them from getting COVID or spreading COVID. Despite all the actual science, Defense Secretary Austin says he wants to keep the mandate. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said he wants to keep the military's COVID-19 vaccine mandate in place to protect the health of the troops as Republican governors and lawmakers press to rescind it. I'm the guy who ordered the military to require the vaccine, Austin told reporters. I support continuation of vaccinating the troops. Last year, Austin directed that all troops get the vaccine or face potential expulsion from the military. Thousands of active duty forces have been discharged since then 
for their refusal to get the shots. As mentioned in the story, some 20-plus Republican governors have signed a letter to congressional leaders urging them to lift the Biden administration's COVID vaccine mandate on military service members, citing plummeting military recruitment numbers that could pose a national security risk. House GOP leader and potentially the new Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, said that unless the vaccine mandate is dropped, the defense spending bill is going nowhere. So just to be clear, you're saying in the NDAA, which will drop next week, the vaccine mandate for the military will be lifted? Yes, it will. Otherwise, the bill will not move. I've been very clear with the president. The president, I want to, worked with me on this. This is the first sign of having divided government. You got some compromise here, and we've got something that the Republicans have been working very hard, and a number of Democrats, too, trying to find success. But one-party rule would never allow that to go forward, and now we're going to have success. So far, around 8,000 active-duty military personnel have been discharged under Joe Biden's mandate. All this while recruiting goals are not being met. Dropping the mandate is the right thing to do for a drug that doesn't do anything it was claimed to do. All right. Next, let's talk about the current Republican National Committee Chair, Rona McDaniel, and her quest to keep her job. Despite poor results during her tenure and a pledge to not run again, McDaniel is running again. But this time, she's facing opposition as yet another candidate is preparing to make a run for the RNC's top position. Harmeet Dillon, an RNC committee woman whose firm represents Donald Trump, is prepping a bid for party chair, according to two people familiar with her planning. Dylan has been talking with fellow RNC members about a prospective run, and those close to Dylan say a formal launch could come within the next few days. After three consecutive terms of underwhelming results at the polls for the GOP, all the while with leaders congratulating ourselves for outstanding performance, I feel that we owe it to our voters to have a serious debate about the leadership of the party and what we must change to actually win in 2024. Dylan said in a statement. Dylan isn't the only one considering taking on McDaniel. Representative Lee Zeldin, who made news by mounting a very serious campaign for New York governor, is thinking about jumping in. In addition, MyPillow CEO and Trump supporter Mike Lindell has already announced that he's running. I am 100% running for the RNC chairman against Ronna McDaniel. 100%. I'm all in, Steve. And, uh, one of the things that uh, one of the big donors said to me, he said, Mike, he said, everybody wants you to be head of the RNC. Some of them just don't know it yet. The RNC has 168 members, and the group will be meeting in January to vote on the next chairman. According to the news story, McDaniel supporters say she has over 100 commitments so far, but there is no doubt in my mind that support is very soft. If a candidate can start generating some momentum, I guarantee that RNC members will start receiving phone calls that it's time for a change. Because it is. We have to have the best team in place to win in 2024. All right, now let's talk about the team that the Democrats are putting together. Nancy Pelosi did not run again to be leader of the House Democrats. And instead, the Dems elected election denier Hakeem Jeffries. That's right. The media love to attack Trump and Trump supporters anytime someone mentions the 2020 election. But the fact is that people like Hillary Clinton, Stacey Abrams, and yes, Hakeem Jeffries have made a living at being election deniers. The more we learn about 2016 election, the more illegitimate it becomes. 
America deserves to know whether we have a fake president in the Oval Office. Hashtag Russian interference. Fake president? Russian interference? Yep, that's Jeffries. And here he is in 2019. Russia interfered with our election, attacked our democracy for the sole purpose of artificially placing someone at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They were successful. Now, he's the Democrat leader in the House of Representatives. And when asked this weekend about his past comments, he went into full spin mode. But you, you did say that history will never accept Donald Trump as a legitimate president, and, and the Republicans are making quite a big issue out of that. What is your response? Well, here's the Republican playbook. Facts don't matter. Hypocrisy is not a constraint to their behavior. And in many cases, they believe that shamelessness is a superpower. Jeffries didn't address the actual comments that he made in the past, and he and other Democrats will likely to continue with the election denier claims, as long as it suits their agenda. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next show will be Wednesday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Everly. This is a 13-minute news hour.